Hey buds, today we smoked two strains that would be pretty strange to eat for breakfast. We cover news stories ranging from groups of people who are wanting that weed to... Does that say buttocks? Yep. And a conversation with... Good Buds Isaac about video game trends. All this and more, today on the Good Buds Podcast. Let's toke em, smoke em, robots. Welcome to the Good Buds Podcast, the show where good buds smoke good buds and talk about them. I am Curtis. I am Shank. And this is episode 60, airing Monday, November 15th, 2021, on Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Thank you for joining us. Before we start, I'd like to thank Lumenspot and My High Shop for sponsoring this episode and all the other ones before it. Check out their links down below in the description, and we will talk more about them later. For now, Curtis, how you doing? I am doing all right. I am doing all right. Um, um oh, we can't talk about that. Oh, no, that uh, not safe for work. No. Um, I had an interesting weekend. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, you were you're planning for a getaway, right? So you had to make some preparations. Sure, preparations. Yes, that's what I was doing. Yeah, don't forget to pick a preparation H as well. <laughs> My hemorrhoids are in order. Yeah, but they might not be later. <laughs> I told I told them to balance themselves out. I'm running like four and four right now, so that way it's like an even distribution, like a heated seat, you know? It's like a, it's like a four-leaf clover. <laughs> it's like a four-bum-bum, you know? Oh, oh my god, yes. Yes. Uh, that reminds me of the last time I took four bumps off a bum. But I digress. Shank, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing absolutely, absolutely fantastic. I picked up a bunch of goodies. Uh, I got some candies, some cookies, some different strains. I'm, uh, so I, I, that's fantastic. I've got a really fantastic classic strain to smoke today on the podcast I'm excited for. Uh, I'm stoked to share that with the buds at home. Uh, but before we do get to that, as always, this is the point where I say... Check out our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter page where we post some really great behind-the-scenes content and some funny shit regularly. Uh, while you're there, click that subscribe button. really helps us out. You can also jump onto our Discord for some great conversation, and we check in there daily. We will have links downstairs for you in the description. You can check them out at any point, but don't click off this tab or whatever. Keep listening. <laughs> you can click off the tab. The tab will still be there. It don't matter. You can do whatever you got It'll to do. And while you... tab. Oh, my God. And And while you're doing stuff like that, you can also check out our Patreon page. Our Patreon page, we got stuff on there where you can, like, donate. We got several tiers you can choose from, including behind-the-scenes content exclusive for the Patreons and the ability to listen in on the show live. You'd pretty much like that, pretty much. And again, links are downstairs below. You can join us for as low as a dollar, and you can join our other awesome patrons, such as Mr. Isaac and Mr. Benji Bills. I'm Italian now. Deal with it. Number one, I love the commitment. And number two, he's absolutely fucking right. We appreciate our patrons very, very much. Thank you so much for so much for donating to the show. But we also appreciate all of you buds at home for just coming along, clicking that subscribe button, clicking that like button, and just, you know, like commenting, getting in touch with us, letting us know how you feel about the show. It's really good for us. Helps us out a lot. And to remember to share with other buds. So that way we can have more buds listening in. I am Russian now. Duh. Do you want to smoke? So, Curtis, what do you want to say? We want to get on with the reviews? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Yet. Good review, <laughs> Do you have gnats in your room or something? <laughs> Is there an issue, Shank? Oh, dear God. 
So, Curtis, what will you be burning today? <laughs> well, Shank, today I am going to be smoking on some tiramisu. Ooh. Oh, yeah, tiramisu, that very, very fancy cake that it, we I knew comes from Italy. We knew that. <laughs> we totally knew it comes it. from... It comes from Italy, guys. Italy. Does not Italy. come from France or Japan. Nope. It's nope. Italy. Italian. <laughs> Italian. See, that's Curtis, why I was doing the thing. Curtis, Fine. Was, Curtis was a little confused because it's not pasta, so he just... <laughs> I didn't think it came from there. Didn't put two it's, and two together. Regardless, this is tiramisu, which is a hybrid strain. It is originally bred from Kelly Connection... And the phenotype that I'm smoking on today was grown by Backpack Boys and Five Points LA. This was grown in California and shipped all the way here for me to enjoy. Very nice, very nice. It, it is a nice little cross of Wedding Cake and Gelato Number 45, which Ooh. we've had Wedding Cake and we've had multiple different strains of Gelato before. All yes, fantastic. Have. Fantastic together, hopefully. This strain is tested at 23.77% THC and 0.09% CBD. So, nice little bits of both. Nice. <clears throat> now, the tiramisu. Um, the buds are a semi-dense and crunchy kind of bud. They are medium-sized, but uh, none of that matters. Because, fuck, these nugs... Color-wise, are the most dark, dark, darkest fucking green on some of the parts that I've seen them. And the stuff that's deeper than that is purple. Mm, purple. You get some purple stuff in here. Better not. Purple. You can look at some other pictures online, or you can look at my pictures online. It yeah, don't matter. We'll it's purple. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get to that. It's, one, <laughs> it's literally... There's no in-between. It's either purple or dark, dark, dark green. If it's not that, then it's one of the nice clumps of these squiggly neon orange hairs that they have just all around. It's just like little patches, like little coral growing on the bottom of the ocean. But they're just neon orange hairs. And finally, it is fucking caked with a layer of tri trichomes. Got that cake. Seriously. Seriously. Serious cake. The crystallization on this thing is insane. Just a huge amount of these sugary, sparkling crystals... Fucking, the entire thing is dusted, they're breaking off, they're coming off, but they're also sticky. The whole nug is sticky now. Oh boy. I wish I had cake. And it's all the way through muffins. and inside. What's that? I said, I wish I had cake, but I got like muffins, man. <laughs> it's, it's Curtis, you good, do man. know it's the okay. muffin, man. You do know the muffin, man. We all know the muffin, man. But today I'm talking about cakes. Like ogres. Sure. Layers. Yeah. Um, Layers. But this... As for the smell that I have today, for the smell, mm -hmm. in the smelly jar where it's smelling, smelly. Smell. That was a solid, like, brrrr kind of inhale on that one. I rolled the nostril. I learned that Spanish <laughs> people do that. <laughs> oh um, but the, the smell itself is very subtle. However, it's very sweet and good, but it also has a strange nutty earthiness to it. And this actually kind of makes it smell a bit like chocolatey and nutty at the same time. And this is paired with the slightest background of like this creamy, gassy smell as well. 
it it kind of smells like vanilla kerosene, which is going to be the name of my new metal band. So you can't steal that. Nope. <laughs> hashtag but, stolen. <laughs> hashtag not being stolen. Vanilla no. kerosene for life. <laughs> but yeah, it's like this weird. It honestly almost smells like fucking a chocolatey, creamy cake with a bit of gasoline in it. <laughs> nice. Like someone, like you Hardcore. know, one of like one of my exes trying to kill me or some shit. That's <laughs> Legit, we've all been there. <laughs> exactly, a little kerosene in the fucking tiramisu. Yeah, no one would ever expect it. Tiramisu, no, yeah, no one ever sees it coming. But with that all being said and described, Shank, what are you going to be smoking for us today? I will be smoking a very, very classic OG strain. This is skunk. Probably don't eat it for breakfast, or really any time of the day. I mean, some people say it tastes like raccoon. Those people also that. know. Those people also know what raccoon tastes like. So, bastards. It is what it is. Uh, raccoons but uh, are adorable. raccoons are adorable. Those little trash pandas, leave them alone. Um, but uh, anyway, this weed. Speaking of beautiful, this weed is one of them. Um, now, just a little background information. This strain hails from the 1970s. Uh, it was originally grown by Sacred Seed Company, uh, by selectively breeding Afghani, Acapulco Gold, and Colombian Gold. Now, this specific phenotype was grown by a private grower and generally donated to me uh, so I could smoke it and review it on the podcast. Thank you mean you. generously? Because yeah, generally, generally is no, generally, generally is like generally he like marched up for to you and he's just like, here you go, sergeant. That, that too. He was like, soldier, take this and smoke it. Uh, but no, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, gen- generously, generously <laughs> donated to the show. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you, donor. And um, also, um, it's gorgeous, man. It's one of those, like yours, it's very similar to yours. It's a dark, 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 beautiful shade of green. It's very deep, dark, like that color, like almost forest green that I really enjoy. Um, With loads of browns coating the outside of it from a very generous coating of red hair. Uh, That's all over the outside. Um, It makes the overall tone of it a very orangey brownish, kind of mixed with a forest green, which is lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, now, they're good medium-sized nuggets, so you can grab, like, just a nug and bust it up, and it's enough for a joint, if not a little bit more than a joint, uh, which is something I like. And they have a very right. good density to them, so that they, they're very firm. Like, when you squeeze them, they're not spongy, they're not, like, soft, they're not loose like a lot of homestone can be or anything like that, but they're nice and tight, gorgeous buds, like, very tight, very good density. Um, they look a little bit wilder than most of the strains that I get, because mostly I get the store-bought processed you know, strains and everything else. They're very carefully manicured and meticulated, meticulously taken care of. So it's a little bit wilder than that, which kind of gives it a spe- uh, usually, like, it gives it a special beauty, you know, just having that wild tone to it. Right. Um, and just over the outside of the entire thing and inside through the cracks, uh, when you break it open, it has loads of a nice amber-colored crystal um, that just adds to the overall brown tone. Kind of doesn't give it that caramel- caramelized look that some of the strains have when they're this dark. Uh, but it's a very powdery kind of amber-colored crystal, which makes the brown pop even more. And I love the look. It's, to me, one of those really favorable qualities for the weed to have that nice, dark, um, heavy, heady look. It makes them look like they're going to be potent before you even touch them. And course, I love that. So, now, for the smell of this strain. It's called Skunk, so I'm going to go out on a limb here. Not, well, I don't need to. I'm just going to sniff it one second. Let's see if I can roll my, sn- roll my sniffs like Curtis does with... <sighs> No, I can't. Hold on. No, didn't. That I was can't just get the a technique. snort. Yeah, no, I can't get the technique. I can't do it. I'm going to have to practice. Uh. 
Oh, wow. I did not need to put my nose in the bag. I didn't. I didn't need to do it, but I did it. Um, <laughs> it's burning. <sighs> okay, but uh, anyway. Um, skunkadunk. 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 Um, so last week I had a pretty skunky strain. Um, a very, very skunky strain with the uh, t- uh, the green giant that I smoked. It had that kind of skunky tone to it. Yeah. But compared to this, that is a rosebud. Um, <laughs> does not have... Like, this is a robust stank. Stank. Of skunk uh, comes off the bud with a really strange hint of like a sweet diesel sweetness kind of hiding in the background um, nice. like it's like a like a gassy kind of like sharp chemical note in the background of it um, but overall it reminds me of the really dank strains that it's really hard to find now because the stores don't tend to they tend to go towards the traditional view of cannabis where it's like the nice light green bud with the nice like well trimmed and well manicured and like they have a specific like they're not yeah, op- most weed that you buy from a store, when you open the jar, it doesn't punch you in the room. Like, it's not like right. it basically doesn't, a giant fist doesn't come out and hit the air in the room and be, like, concussive. Uh, right. But this strain is, and it's uh, it's really nice, and it stinks up it, it stinks up the area in a really nice way when I open that bag. I pull open the bag, and even now that I've closed it and put it back on my desk, it still has a very nice, uh, skunky, kind of stanky note to it. And, um... Yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's nice that we both got some pretty good strain. I mean, yeah. I got that nice sweetness. You got that skunky skunkness. Oh hell yeah! And and obviously I'm excited to try them. But as usual, Same before here. we try them, I need to remind the buds at home to check out our YouTube channel because if you're not already on there, or like if you're not already on our YouTube watching the video where you can see these videos floating behind you, like look at them, they're behind our head and gorgeous. Subscribe while you're here. Um, you should go and check out our Instagram if you don't want to do the whole visual format. And you can see pictures of these nugs that we post at Good Buds Podcast. We share these weekly so that you can see the strains we're smoking, and you can, you know, take a look at them, give them a like, give us a follow while you're there, because we make announcements and all kinds of stuff that you will definitely want to see. Oh, yeah. And while you're there, if you want a little bit more content coming across your feed, you can check out my personal Instagram over at GoodBudsCurtis. I post some behind-the-scenes content of me editing the videos while I also take some massive bong rips. He is absolutely true about those bong rips. They're, like, huge. But that aside, you can check me out if you want over on my page at GoodBudsShank where I, you know, post weird esoteric videos of me smoking from my pipe or my bong or joints or whatever it is uh, whilst listening to elevator music and working on uh, graphic stuff, visual stuff, whatever. And, uh, yeah, give us a follow while you're there because, like we said, we make our announcements there, we post all kinds of fun stuff, and we would really love if uh, you would join us. Absolutely. But with all of that being said, I have a bong pack right here ready to go. And I have a bong pack right here ready to go. And with all of that, hopefully the buds at home, you also have your bongs packed, your bowls packed, your joints rolled, your blunts rolled, your vapes ready, your rigs ready, whatever it is. Edibles, go ahead, take them now, take a bite. It is time to bu- 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 blaze it. Tok Tok Shkabok. Tok Shkabok. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Damn. So, Curtis, brother, how's that hitting you? Man, you've got a cloud in your room right now. Wow. You yeah, both at home can't was... see his office camera right now, but he literally, it looks like a fog bank just moved in from fucking New England. It's like the mist. 
Yeah, it literally just fucking smoked out my entire room. Yeah, that was wild, bro. Like, I've seen you take some big tokes, but that, like, wow. If you want, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, When we get to 100 subs, we're going to be doing that face reveal, so get on if you you buds want to see that kind of thing happen. But, yeah, it's fucking (laughs) shit. Heavy, (coughs) good smoke, good flavor. Mm -hmm. Fucking kind of hit the back of my throat a lot. Yep. Ooh, very, I can feel it in the face head already a lot. Um, shit. I mean, in terms of taste, it was just sweet, smooth, semi-chocolatey, but fuck, that's like immediate activation. Oh, wow. Well, judging by um, the size of that cloud, yeah, I'd say so. Like, the, dro- but, the bomb dropped. Yeah. I might have just overhit, but yeah, well, well, let's take a double. Let's see what happens. Shank, how was your strain? <laughs> Um, honestly, it's delicious. Um, it is nice and earthy. It's very earthy, like very, very much so. Um, and it's got a very gassy kind of skunky flavor to it that I really kind of like. I'm not gonna lie, I enjoy it. Um, some people wouldn't, but it's a it's an enjoyable taste to me. And uh, it hits really smoothly, but it's really bold, and it has a good head hit, like a good head rush. Like I feel it in my brain right now. Um, it is super duper tasty and bold, and with that skunk. It just sticks around. Like, I smell skunk, like, in my room right now. Like, it's, it's like people are, if my windows were open, like, blowing my fan out without a filter of any kind, it, the people walking by in my neighborhood would be like, wow, that that smells like skunk. Very desperately. Somebody somebody hit a skunk on the road. Um, but, man, it's good. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, same, I love it, same shit. I'm just clam baking my room now. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Now... Obviously, like, super tasty, super, super good, and these are really great so far. But before we burn more, Curtis, what does it say about these uh, these strains? Yeah, we got to figure out online views from the online opinions from other stoners who are online, because we are other stoners online giving our opinions to the online. Opinion. So, the tiramisu doesn't have much online in terms of reviews and stuff even though it is you know a strain that's sold quite around a little bit yeah however from what i have found it seems to be a mildly relaxing high with a heavy cerebral high which makes sense it's good for chilling out and it's noted as being a dessert weed or a being a strain that's good for the end of the day you know one of those nice relax chill out exactly you still have some energy but you don't really want to do anything type Mm. of strain yeah, cool. So not exactly a sleepy strain, but just like the relax, chill out, enjoy your day, because you already did a lot. evening time screen. Uh, no word on dry mouth or munchies, so we'll have to figure out on that. As always, mm-hmm. snacks and bevs on on deck. Yeah. Uh, but what are they saying about your strain, Shank? Well, for the skunk, it's a, it's an old ass strain, so it was easy. You could you could spit right. in any direction on the internet and find a review for it. Um, overall, um, I broke a bunch of them down into the fact that it is happy, euphoric, and hungry. Those are the three main thing that every review site said. You will get hungry, you will get happy, and you will be all euphoric. And it's funny because but- euphoria. I thought euphoria was a version of happy, but it is what it is. But um, that's pretty much it across the board. Um, they say that it is a cerebral high that many call goofy and fun, which I like. I love goofy and fun because generally that's right. how I'm perceived, so I like to feel that way. 
Um, and uh, they do say that it causes some dry mouth and some munchies, but it isn't a particularly sleepy strain. So it'll be good for if you want to stay awake and get shit done, but you make sure that you have your chips and your beverages nearby like I and do. Make sh- and make yeah. sure you have your joints nearby as well, just yeah. like me and just like Mr. Shank over here. It's true. Because we are seasoned stoners. Garlic, garlic powder. powder. Yeah. Absolutely. But before we do what these joints were meant to do and blaze it... We gotta take a quick little dry hit to see if we can get any extra flavor profile. Good buds, ASMR moments. (laughs) How's that taste, Curtis? Barely anything. Slight bit of sweetness, slight bit of some stuff, but... Not a whole lot of flavor, really, coming through that. Hmm. I just want to smoke this now. Jake, how about you? <laughs> uh, pining. I'm getting some pine. Um, a little bit coming through that I did not notice at all before. Sagunkiness is still there in its full potent glory. Um, but on, like when I in the flavor on my lips, when I kind of smacked my lips a little bit there and kind of got the flavor, like uh, yeah. it was like there was pine, like a pine tree almost kind of flavor hmm. there. So the pining or whatever. But yeah, not it's so subtle that I barely noticed it above everything else. So, um, but yeah, like Curtis said, I, I really would like to uh, try this in its proper format, and we all know what you know what that, that means. means, what that entails. And I am going to say it is four twenty somewhere. Hopefully, you have your joints rolled, your blunts rolled, your vapes ready, your rigs ready, your bongs packed, bowls packed, edibles. You can take another bite, or you can mm-hmm. put it away. It does not matter yeah, for everybody long. else. It is time to bu- 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 blaze it. Don't touch Kaboke. Don't smoke. That lit super quick. Nice. Super quick. Super quick. And it tastes. And it tastes pretty similar to the bong hit. Maybe a little bit more of that, like, chocolatey, creamy flavor as well. A little yeah. less of the gas. Still pretty sweet. Yeah, kind of just tastes like a fucking cake. <coughs> <coughs> Oddly enough, mine is actually kind of stronger <coughs> through the really? joint. Yeah, <coughs> it has uh, more punch to it um, through the joint. I think it's probably just an airflow constriction kind of thing. But um, it's a uh, flavor is very similar. I'm getting a little bit more of that piney kind of flavor through, like, you know, in notes. But it is still skunky dunk. Skunky dunky dunk. Skunky donkey. Skunky donkey donkey dunk. Skunky donkey do. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so yeah, like I was saying before, man, I'm I'm stoked because I uh, grabbed some cookies, and some candies, some yummy yums. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, and like I, I I just I have them for a now, while. Now are these from the dispensary or were these from your private grower friend? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. So I. So I. Yeah. So I got. Uh, um. Yeah, uh, so from a uh, private private grower friend, um, but uh, but some of them and the other ones were from the store. The the cookies were from the store. Um, they're okay. they're uh, chocolate cookies, and I'm very much looking forward to eating them. And uh, the other candies are from my friend, and uh, they are also they they're from an establishment that is a legal establishment that I have no affiliation with. Right. But they, they, they long story. I ended up with these candies, and so they're. Amazing 
looking. I haven't eaten them yet, but uh, one of them is a fudge type chocolate. The other one is a uh, white chocolate um, candy, and uh, and uh, they are like insanely strong. Uh, they're like a hundred something milligrams THC. One of them's like they're they're crazy. They're crazy strong. So um, it's going to be an experience when I have them and when I try them and everything else. But uh, <laughs> so I'm excited for it. I think one of them is. Uh, Honestly, I can't. Re- I can't remember the names of them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to update uh, the buds. So, uh, maybe, maybe in the interview well, section I'll remember. But <laughs> get an update. Hopefully, when Shake's memory gets jogged. Mm. But, We're in the other room, and I don't want to grab them. We're recording a podcast right now, so they can wait. Exactly. We're recording a podcast. So that's time and money and effort. And the way True. that we get that is from our fun, wonderful Vundaba ad spot. Do you like fashionable and unique clothing? Do you like things that shine super bright when exposed to light? Do you like discounts? Do you like advertisements that ask, do you like, over and over, knowing there is no direct way for you to answer back? If you answered yes to all of these questions, or even just the first three, check out lumenspot.com for some lit clothing and accessories, and use the code GOODBUDSPODCAST at the checkout for 50% off and free shipping. Thank you Lumenspot for sponsoring us, and thank all of you for listening. Check it out today with the link below in the description. Thank you Lumenspot. And with all of that, we have to now get into Weed News Worldwide. And our first story, first story, our first story today in Weed News Worldwide is going to be... The first story for today is going to be the Durkaturkaturms. The Herkaturu and the Burkaturka. Um, so anyway, uh, our first story yes. comes today from MarijuanaMoment.com, or .net, sorry. Mm-hmm. Links are downstairs below in the description, uh, or in the description of wherever you're watching this for. It could possibly be on the side, it could possibly be above, but that would be ridiculous. The link is somewhere, it's not hard, it's not far to look. It's Correct. Right. So, what we have today is quite an important gathering of people in terms of or cannabis enforcement. Mm-hmm. And that is the fact that two dozen governors call on Congress to pass a cannabis banking reform through a defense bill. Yeah. So essentially what this is breaking down to, um, for those who may, may or may not know, what is happening is soon that there is going to be something passing called the National Defense uh, Authorization Act. Which has a whole bunch of shit, legal shit that I don't feel like getting into. Shenanigans. Exactly. Legal shenanigans, which we get legal shenanigans. Yeah. Now, the way that most things in American Congress happens to work is if one of those big bills is going forward, you know, hey, this is what we're pushing for. We want this. Everybody should get this. But then in that you know, law, there's also this and this and this and these little subcontracts. Yeah, they'll, like ta- which... they'll, like, tack things on there just to kind of be like, yeah, well, this is going to pass anyway, and just throw it on there, it's fine. Exactly, you know. Oh, no one's going to read it. Like, exactly. it no one's going to read it, so you know what? Screw it. Uh, put it on there. Yeah, I'll sign yeah, it. we'll take that territory or whatever. Sure, give that land to Idaho or whoever yeah, wants it. Yeah, you own your backyard, your, 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 backyard, your neighbor's backyard pool now, it's whatever. Exactly. Oh yeah, everybody in Congress gets a fifteen dollar an hour raise. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so since they have this national uh 
defense uh, or this national defense act going out 22 uh governors from both the from the states the territories as well as the mayor of washington dc mm-hmm. have all combined together to put forth the document stating that they want added to this uh defense act a uh banking bill that would bring equal opportunity to cannabis businesses essentially on a federal level and this is known as the secure and fair enforcement banking act otherwise known as the safe banking act which we have talked about this a couple times before as this has been passed by the house of representatives but is still stalled up in the senate as of right now correct yeah now we've also talked about individual states who have tried putting forth their own individual agendas so that way they can try to get it at least on a state level where cannabis businesses can be banked and regulated yeah. similarly. So yeah. they're trying to just do it at the federal level, which would make it easy for any yeah. state trying to convert to recreational or well, it's a hard federal... to do on a state level because a yeah. lot of state banks need to comply with federal regulations and stuff like that. And those Correct. federal regulations saying that cannabis proceeds and drug proceeds are illegal. They can't take them knowingly. Right. So it sucks for them Correct. until the government does what Curtis is talking about now. Exactly. Which, again, it makes it easier for any state who's trying to transition to recreational or even medical. And on top of that, when when or if it becomes federally legal, it's easier for anybody and it's already on the system, already ready to go. Oh, yeah. Now, um, this banking act, like I said, it just makes it safe for cannabis users to not have to be cash-only businesses, allows them to open up to be credit cards, fucking deposits. Yeah. payrolls not have to do not have to carry massive amounts of cash in public places to bring them from location to location in order to do any kind of business which While is also extremely having, dangerous not to mention having a large amount of cash and a large amount of cannabis in one location which is also extremely dangerous yes. <laughs> um so might as well just make it you know as card based as you possibly fucking can safe and legal if i i like that the one of the things i fucking love about the store that i go to for my cannabis is i could walk in with my debit card and yep. tap tap <laughs> and i got my weed. exactly I'm and that would be fantastic yeah so there's a couple governors like i said who have signed a bill who are trying to get this passed through the senate and tacked onto the national defense administration act and hopefully it would pass therefore making it federally legal for banking of cannabis specifically and a couple other uh a couple other things in that bill specifically again it's an asterisk within an asterisk within an asterisk so probably miscellaneous things that are restricted and stuff like that that are affiliated you, with cannabis production if you'd like to read up more on it the link is downstairs in the description or like i said wherever our description is you're allowed to check there you can mm-hmm. click on the link you can read the whole story they have links that'll take you to each individual uh act so if you want to <coughs> read the entire thing for yourself be informed however i will end this by giving the list of all the governors who are involved the governors from colorado alaska which Governor Jared Polis is the governor of Colorado who is leading the entire uh, brigade of governors, I should state. And after him, of course, Colorado, the fucking first state to recreationally legalize it. And where now most of their tourism and fucking economy comes from. Big bongo dollars. Of course. But 
It's the state of Colorado, followed by the governor of Alaska, California, Connecticut, Illinois, Maine, Massachusetts, Michigan, AO, Minnesota, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Dakota, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Utah, Virginia, Washington, Wisconsin. As I said before, the mayor of the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., And on top of all that, we also have the governor of the territories of the U.S. Virgin Islands and Guam. Now, I heard that uh, the, uh, when they were, they they said Michigan, right? Yes. Now, I heard an influential politician, uh, Curtis, from the Good Buds podcast, had a statement to make about that. Now, what was your statement again? Sweet, dude. Cool. All right. End quote. End quote. Actually, the lighter sure flick is part the lighter, of the quote. Yeah, the lighter is part of Yeah, the flick's lighter. Sweet, dude. Flick's lighter to light joint. End quote. <laughs> that reminds but, me of my, my wife playing Animal Crossing, because she, she has her animals that, so that their catchphrase is hits joint, because you can change their catchphrase right. to whatever you want. Yes. So they'll come up to her and be like, hey, Pepper, it's been a long time since I've seen you, hits joint. <laughs> but... That's so crazy. anyway, news stories. Yeah, Shank. no, so news stories. Uh, but actually, it's funny because you were talking about a group of influential people that are trying to get cannabis bills passed and everything like that. Of I know this this is in America, right? So I know of an even more influential group of people that are also trying to get cannabis bills passed. That's right. Uh, more who? influential than politicians when it comes to getting laws passed. That's right. Celebrities. Oh shit! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Let's go. Yeah. So. Um, Essentially, the story comes from thegrowthop.com. Links, once again, wherever the hell you'll find them. Um, but uh, this story is about how cannabis advocates Seth Rogen and Sarah Silverman lend their support to new cannabis in common group ca- uh, campaign. Um, so, essentially, they've uh, basically they've started an email campaign. They want you to keep emailing and calling your, basically, elected officials over and 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 over until they essentially get the idea that maybe these people aren't going to stop and fucking, you know, kind of legalize cannabis. Legalize cannabis. Once they realize that enough people are persistent enough with it, they tend to, you know, bow to the will of the people as the government is supposed to do because they are representatives of the people. So... Seth Rogen, obviously, is a very outspoken political guy. He's talked about cannabis legalization on a lot of his interviews. We are huge fans of him here at the podcast. Like, the buds, right. we love him. We, he, he, he can, he's fallible human. He can do wrong. But, I mean, as far as it goes, he's a good, pretty damn good representative, right? And uh, he seems to want good things. So he suggested that uh, he suggests in the spot that legalizing weed federally makes perfect sense given that such a move would be popular among a very large majority of the citizens and voters which is true uh, poll recently um, recent polls basically um, said currently it's upward of 70 percent of Americans are essentially in favor of legalizing cannabis immediately right. but the government has to obviously drag their feet politicians um, who vote morally when they get into Senate and everything else, which is wrong because they're supposed to vote with the will of the people. Their own morals and ethics aside, they go with what the people vote because that's how democracy works. Um, Like any official. So so basically the will of the people so far, 70% of people want them to put some kind of cannabis legalization in place. And and so they've been quoted as saying, uh, Seth Rogen was quoted as saying, 
Uh, here's the thing about elected officials. They actually spend most of their time worrying about getting re-elected, so when their inboxes and their phone lines are blowing up with constituents all rallying behind something specific, that is when things actually start to happen. So if you contact your local politician and you're vocal enough, like, the reason why cat right. bylaws get passed is because Sally Mae from Subdivision B has nothing but time on her hands and is constantly calling and harassing her senator about the cats in her neighborhood. And she's getting all of her neighbors to do it, too, because she's harassing them until they harass, too. And so shit gets done about it. The governments are like, like all right, we'll pass a bylaw. You've called us 8,000 times this month. You've emailed us 8,000 times. We get it. We'll pass a bylaw. Keep your cats indoors, or you'll get a fine. Like, that's the best it does. It does three things. One, it makes the people happy, which, you know, keeps you yeah. in your job right now. Yeah. Two, it makes the people happy, so you get reelected because you made them happy. Exactly. Or you can promise them the thing that they want. If, if you I reelect me, then this politician, If I say that I'll vote for a politician who legalizes cannabis and a politician legalizes cannabis, I will continue to vote for that politician. Because exactly. they did that for, you know, that's, it's a good dude. Right. <laughs> and third and most importantly, fucking... It'll get them to stop fucking calling you. Exactly. If you want them to leave you alone, do the thing they want. I mean, (laughs) who hasn't hasn't done something stupid or done something like that they normally wouldn't do just to keep people, get people to shut the fuck up about it? Now, uh, mind you, mind you, that that implication does only go to a certain extent. No does mean no sometimes. No means no. No means, yeah, no. No means no. Yeah, no means no. Like, uh, Hold on. More, more specifically, consent is one hundred percent necessary. No arguments. Period. Thumbs exactly. Up. Yes. But that's yeah. the thing. When you're a politician, you consent to being a public huh. figure. So he's well, consenting to that. If I run as a so politician, therefore it's okay. If I run as a politician, I might stand for or support th- certain things that other people support. But if my constituents voted against my personal beliefs, I would represent them the way that they want to be represented. I wouldn't go to the Senate and say, yeah, my constituents voted, like 90% of them voted to say that they wanted cannabis legal, but I still think it's wrong, so I'm going to say no, which is something that can, that they can do. And exactly. they do sometimes do that, even though their people vote, like 70% of them are like, we like weed. They're like, well, I don't like weed, so no. And then right. they vote that way when it comes to the important point of the conversation, and suddenly <laughs> the law doesn't get passed. Yeah, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I coughed there. But uh, yeah, but frankly, this is really interesting because it's not just Sarah Silverman and Seth Rogen. Uh, they are two of the people that are essentially getting behind this uh, this bill. You know, the many campaign. Yeah, the campaigns uh, that are going on. Um, you also have a long list of other celebrities. Uh, basically, I know that they were saying that uh, among the 150 signatories currently, the 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 were the rappers Drake, Killer Mike, and Two Chains, <laughs> and Two Chains knows expensive shit. Um, oh. NHL Hall of Famer Dion Sanders, nice. NBA greats Kevin Garnett and Al Harrington, hell yeah. And civil rights activist Weldon Angelus, nice. Yeah, and that is not the Al Harrington of wacky waving arm, wacky waving arm flailing inflatable tube man. I thought I thought it was, but I googled oh. it. I was wrong. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but uh, he's just a large man who also a, flails his arms. That's absolutely. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, he, he might work. He might work there now that he's retired. No idea. But um, I don't know what he's doing. Didn't Google that. But um, 
as part of the new Cannabis in Common campaign, cannabis business partners and organizations uh, lending their support include the Cannabis Certification Council, Canopy Growth Corporation, Columbia Care, the Council of Federal, uh, the Council Council for Federal Cannabis Regulation, Kronos Group, Last Prisoner Project. Yes, yeah, shout out LPP, Last Prisoner Project. Get every cannabis fucking nonviolent offender out of prison now. Fuck yeah. Um, uh, the Marijuana Policy Project, and not surprisingly, Willie's Reserve, which is Willie Nelson's, uh, uh, hey. uh Willie Nelson's private charity, uh, or public charity, or whatever. Um, nice. so, there's a lot of businesses and people of influence that have a lot of support behind this program, and honestly, it's a good idea to do it. Like, I, we always say the, the only way to get laws changed is to let them know that you want them changed, right? If you just sit down in your bedroom and you bitch about the fact that they keep restricting cannabis and everything else, but you're not going out and letting them know that you don't want cannabis restricted, only the people who are going there and shouting that they do want cannabis restricted are going to be heard. So you need to make sure that your voice is equal to and or louder than the people who are saying they don't like it. And there's no way to do that without actually getting a hold of them. And I'm socially awkward, so I highly recommend using an email. But don't don't be a dick. Text. Like, don't be Text a dick. Them. Like, be polite about it. Go on there and be like, hey, listen, I'm one of your constituents, and as a constituent, I strongly believe cannabis should be legal. Just don't... Thank you for, d- your, t- yeah, thank thank you for your time. time. Goodbye. Goodbye. I will vote for you if you assure me that you will work towards cannabis legalization. Goodbye. Right. And then, and then see what they say. You see what their statements, cha- how their statements change in the next couple of weeks. They might be like, "Hey, I've decided that you know, like my constituents spoke up and blah blah blah." So, yeah. So that's so pretty yeah. much it. There's more to the story, but obviously, you buds can go and check it out. Uh, like I said, it's from the Growth Up. The link is wherever the hell you will find it on the page you're looking at right now. Nice. And also in that description, you will find the link for my next story, which comes to us from thedenverchannel.com, mm-hmm. which is funny enough because our next story comes to us from denver colorado where denver has begun to accept cannabis hospitality applications denver 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 Denver, can't you see applications in your city um for hospitality so anyway um so this week the city of denver will be accepting applications for cannabis hospitality business license uh, for the first six years, only social equity applicants can apply, which means applicants have to live in dis- disadvantaged areas, have prior cannabis convictions, or meet low-income requirements. Um, cool. You know, so they're giving a fair start to those who yeah, they're obviously were already hurt resident, by... Lower-income residents get some money back. Those who were hurt by the same thing that is now, you know, legal. completely legal and fixed. <laughs> yeah. Um. But business owners can apply for three different types of licenses. Hospitality, which customers can just consume inside of the building. Yeah. Uh, hospitality and sales, where they can consume inside and they can offer some on-site consumption as well. Or oh. they on-site sale, I should say. Yep. And mobile hospitality, which is owners can operate cannabis tour buses. So essentially oh. party buses where they can take you from dispensary to dispensary dispensary to grow house grow house to grow house vineyard to vineyard wherever they can take you they can do tour buses kind of like that's cool bar hopping like yeah wine, tour, wine tasting yeah that's wine. cool that's sweet so 
Hell yeah. Um, cannabis hospitality is not just about cannabis lounges and stuff like that. It's an ever-growing market, and it's the newest market within cannabis. I'm expecting to see coffee shops and spas soon, which is said by Dwayne Benjamin, the owner of Tetra Lounge. Well, I know we've had, te- we've had High B&B here on the show, and they, they were in ho- ho- cannabis hospitality saying it's a very burgeoning business, and that was like... Oh, yeah. That was like they were in a year a, ago. That was in, exa- yeah. yeah, that was about a year ago, and that was in um, Canada. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, that's amazing. I'm happy that, that this is opening it up for down, you know, down south. Exactly. Um, so the Tetra Lounge that this guy is in uh, opened in 2018 under a private, private members-only hospitality model. So private members-only cannabis club, basically. So it's like one of those smoking lounges that you used to be able to get a membership to, like membership, golf club slash smoking lounge or whatever. You just go and sit and be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm. They do private... Uh, smoking, smoking weed instead. They do some private cannabis events and stuff like, like that. Um, I'd love to be part of a secret society of weed. Now, the <laughs> thing is, as of right now with his model and how it's being allowed to go, or how it was allowed to go, was the fact that customers can consume cannabis on his property but they have to be a private member therefore they're allowed to smoke inside of it as a smoking lounge but he cannot sell cannabis on site so members had to bring in their own or stuff like that but regardless he sees this as a way to legitimize his business and make it you know strong and upcoming as well as a whole bunch of other people who are in the same boat there's talks of you know lounges similar to smoking or hookah lounges or cigar bars um some hotels, as we've talked about, high bars, B&B. Man. Well, I loved hookah bars pre-COVID, yeah. but... Um, like, Pre-COVID, like, Yeah, sure. but uh, no, that's amazing, man. That's, that's like, opens See. up a world of hospitality options. And especially in Denver, which is already a tourist hotspot, mm, when you can yeah. just go in and just be like, well, I'm going to go for my weed hotel. There's a weed restaurant down the street. I'm going to take this weed tour bus well, all I the way there wanted, and stop I off to get some weed. Well, I was going to say, I definitely <laughs> wanted to go... I, like when I go down to the states, like I plan on hopefully at some point in the future, um, if you buds click on that Patreon link, da 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 da, um, go down to the states and have a bit of an adventure, or like road trip with Isaac and Curtis, and we can we want to hit a couple different states and have like a big fucking road trip, and I think it'd be ballin' if we went to Denver and had one of those weed bus tours and did like a live stream of that and everything else. That'd be amazing, right? So well, we'd already be doing a weed bus tour, but I get oh, you. the whole thing. No, the whole mean. thing would be a weed bus tour, but then we'd have one where none of us need to drive. Like you know, just a weed bus tour on a weed bus tour. Yeah, we'd yeah. Bus <laughs> tour section. We'd stop our weed bus tour. Yo, dog, I heard you like weed bus tour videos, so I'd put a weed bus tour video in the middle of your weed bus tour videos. <laughs> what? So you can anyway, weed bus tour while your tour buses. Okay. So anyway. Yeah. No. Anyway, though, like, but that'd be uh, that'd be amazing, man. Like, I think, like, just sure. like, it's, so yeah. Yeah. So, news story. As I said, there's pretty much nothing more to it. But if you want to check out more for it, look it up for yourself or link somewhere on the face. Yeah. yeah. Our last story uh, for the day. So, so for for my last story for the day and the last story of the news here, um, this is about an Alberta company which is launching a brand new cannabis product, a new wave in the future of cannabis consumption and cannabis enjoyment. The thing that is okay. going to take the world by storm. Okay. Cannabis suppository products. Yes. Yeah, that's right. It's near and dear to both Curtis and I's heart. Cannabis no, farts. Oh, farts, farts. That's, that's what I meant. So near and dear to Curtis and I, farts. Our, our, you know what I said. But anyway, this is for both medical patients and adult-use cannabis markets. So there is a company 
from Alberta that's a licensed producer, and it claims that it's the first company ever to make a cannabis suppository available to medical patients across Canada through its partnership with a member site, Shelter Market. Prairie Grass Incorporated, which is, there's uh, two founding sisters who grew up on a family farm that spanned like four generations of like sustainable farming. Um, right. They started growing wheat. Um, so they made a product called Relief Pods, which is uh, Bruce Banner. We all know the strain. I, I, if, you yep. have, if you buds haven't heard of Bruce Banner, Bruce Banner is oh, a yeah. badass strain of weed. Uh, so it's Bruce Banner cultivar that's grown in their facility. And basically they have really, uh, they have, those provide 10, per, 10 milligrams THC while the Eve pods have 40 milligrams CBD and are made from prairie grass as outdoor hemp harvest. So they have, they make their own hemp in house. They make their own THC in house and they have uh, a THC version, which is called relief pods. And they have, uh, uh, they have a, a CBD pod, which is called an Eve pod. Well, that's then. right. That's right. So uh, the products, which have been batch tested and safety tested, um, have been specifically formulated to provide localized relief with targeted do do dosing directly to the pelvis and surrounding region. So hmm. yeah, there you go. Um, huh. Yeah. So they they say uh, Healthline says that there are a ton of cannabinoid receptors in your pelvic region. So essentially, it's like the same thing as boofing like a tampon with vodka, or like you know butt chugging a beer. Um, it's like, so, what would this be? Like, ass taking a toke? Um, no, it would be like, um, um, taint token. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, uh, like, uh, butt bonging. Butt bonging. Uh, sphincter smoking. Um, anal inhale. <sighs> That's my new bundle, but you're not stealing it. Rectal recreational drugs. Rectally recreational. <laughs> yes. Yeah, whatever it is, it's interesting because it's a new way to take cannabis. Uh, and they even say that suppositories are an overlooked delivery mechanism for providing effective targeted pain relief. So shoving things in your butt for medicine, it's often overlooked. A lot of people are like, oh! shove things in my butt for medicine it's like come on man like a lot of people shove things in their butt voluntarily they can't all be wrong that's how you get some instant relief on some medications that's like if saying. you got some really bad like constipation and stuff you either oh, gotta bro. wait you either gotta wait 30 minutes for the fastest x-lax liquid form yeah. or five minutes with a suppository yeah and the straight suppository up. comes out with your butt. it yeah yeah straight up your butt 100 percent Hundred percent. Um, but either way, the thing would be significantly good for airports. No, this is it. the interesting thing as well. They say this is interesting though. I'd like to add okay. on that Prairie Grass, the company, explains that cannabinoids administered vaginally or rectally. So you could put either one or. in both. You could get a CBD pill in the pooper and a THC pill in the in the pooter. Wait, two in the pink, one in the stink. Oh my god. You could do that. You could put like a two THC ones in the pink and one CBD one in the stink. But no, what I'm thinking is... This is terrible. Think, you go, you're on your way to the airport. You smoke a whole bunch of weed on the way there, so you get high as fuck. You know you're going to be at the airport for a while. So right yep. before you go through security, you go to the bathroom, you pop one of those things up your b-hole, yep. and then you walk back through security, and it's like, oh, I got nothing on me. By yeah. the time you're on your plane, that thing is fully dissolved, and your your balls are go. high as balls. Good to go. 
Yeah, see what your you balls do, though, are higher is, than your balls. Is, you eat an edible, you eat an edible, and you boof one of these so that they meet in the middle and they have a battle inside and they like fucking it like. Ooh. Yeah, oh. you, you get on the plane and you just be like, da 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 da. Like it'd be amazing. You'd have a great time. But it's really interesting because throw Viagra in there just for the fun of it. Yeah, just for shits and giggles. And throw an X-Lax actually in there for shits and giggles. Like, you know, one time I tried... An X-Lax uh, and a Xanax for shits and giggles. Yeah, one time I tried Nitrous. <laughs> it was laced with X-Lax, though, but the whole evening was for shits and giggles. Well, if you uh, want shits I... and giggles, that's a Xanax and X-Lax. That's true, Xanax and X-Lax. Yeah, it's called Xanax-Lax. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but overall, it's really cool because this company does say that it's going to be mostly used for the medical market, but it is going to be available for the recreational adult use market. Um, and uh, in general, they're uh, they're saying that they're gonna, you know, they're, they're planning on, you know, making more different types of suppositories as time goes on. Uh, so who knows? By this time next year, we may be covering a story about their newest brand, uh, Purple Urkel, um, Flintstones vitamin shaped suppository. Purple, <laughs> purple, or purple Urkels? Did I do that? Yeah, did I do that? <laughs> Fuck, man. But yeah, no, it's it's really interesting. And I mean, overall, there is more, a little bit more to the story. There's some more quotes and everything like that. But that pretty much covers the gist of it. That's also from the growth op links, as we said, wherever you find them. And that's about it. Yeah, that's it. That's it for my story, man. I don't have that's much it more. For new- well, that's it for Weed News Worldwide then. Cool. Awesome. With that said, um, I would very much like to thank you buds for sticking with us through the news segment. Uh, stick with us through this next segment, but before we get to it, you need to listen to this ad spot. Hey buds, you really want to show off your love of marijuana or just really shine at your next smoke session? You really want to go to myhighshop.com for some of the coolest cannabis clothing and accessories. They have shirts, sweats, jewelry, grinders, and even pipes made out of amethyst crystals. You can check them out using the link below and let them know I sent you by using code GOODBUDSCURTIS at checkout. You can save 35% off your entire order and free shipping. Again, that's code GOODBUDSCURTIS at checkout. Thank you to MyHighShop.com, and let's get back to the show. Thank you very much, MyHighShop. Appreciate you big time. So, Shank, um... 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 How you feeling? Yes. Same. I feel great, man. This is fucking oh. good strain. <laughs> I'm happy, man. It's 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 a very Same. like when they when they said uplifting, it's like I know what they mean. Like I know what they mean. Like it's very good. Like obviously, I always have fun when we do the podcast. I'm always having a great time. It's just something I love to do. But when it's like. You know, we, we do this late sometimes. It is very late in the evening for the buds who don't know when we're recording this right now. Um, and, uh, you know, like, sometimes it's easy to get into that sleep funk. But I am feeling good. I'm feeling happy. I do have the munchies. I've been snacking on chips as surreptitiously as possible during the recording. But I am announcing now in the how you feeling section that I do indeed have some munchies. So I can confirm that it's a symptom. Um nice. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a great strain. Um, I always have loved skunky strains throughout my history of smoking cannabis, and that does not stop here. Yeah. So how are you feeling? Pretty good. Um, it's all right. All right. Um, 
So, yeah, it's I'm pretty relaxed. I don't really want to get up, but I know I have to get up, but I'm going to get up so I can lay down, so it's all right. Gotta get um, up to get down. It's heavy cerebral high. Fucking, it's solid. Nice. I still nice. want to, like, be up to do stuff, but I'm also like, no. More of a um, layback on your Switch kind of thing. Type of shit, yeah. Yeah. Um... Also, yes on dry mouth, no on the munchies. So I have been sipping on a Pepis, and mm -hmm. I do need to get some wildes. But oh. yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, not that bad, and that's pretty good. Uh, ten out of ten. Would smoke some more right now because I have a bong packed right here. Holy shit, man! What do you know? Like I have a bong packed right here as well. That's fucking crazy. Well, then we all what know what odds? it is. What it is. What it does. What to do. It is time to bu 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 blaze it. Tok tok kabok. And then we get into the conversation. Hey, buds, welcome to the conversation portion of the show. Today, we once again are joined by our good bud, Isaac, and we are going to be talking about trends in the video game industry that we like, don't like, that kind of thing, you know, just whatever we feel like talking about yeah. just things in general that we've noticed through the uh ages about how video games are kind of shifting generation to generation just what yeah. we've been noticing recently um but first and foremost isaac how you doing today no good huh? yes. okay that's good to hear it's good to hear no 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 shank shank isaac yes <laughs> i'm offended i don't good I don't... <laughs> okay, there we go. There we go. Now that that's out of the way. Uh, but yeah, now that, now that that's out of the way, um, I know it's uh, it's good to be joined by Isaac as always. It's good to have Curtis here, and we're gonna you know talk about this. Obviously, before we start, I need to thank you, buds, for being here this long, and I need to remind you once again to like, subscribe, all that stuff. You know, you know the gist. It's around here somewhere. Click on it. We appreciate it. And on top of that, you also know the next gist of what I'm about to say. I have a bong packed right here, still of some of that sweet, sweet tiramisu. And I have a bong packed right here of that. Stanky, stanky skunk. <laughs> Still funny. It's so funny. Um, Isaac, what are you going to be partaking with for us today with? Cock cherry. Oh. Oh, we got a cock cherry in Wait, the building. Wait, dude, it's cock. Cherry cock. It's cock. Jeez, man, come on. <laughs> well then. Um, but anyway, what? so <laughs> Isaac's got his beverage. We got our bongs packed. And hopefully you buds have your bongs packed, bowls packed, joints rolled, blunts rolled, tapes ready, rigs ready, whatever the fuck, edibles, yeah, take another bite, or you're already it. high as fuck. Do Don't it. matter. It is time to bu 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 blaze it. Tok 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 a boke. Tok tok smoke. Wait, did Curtis say he was smoking teriyaki? Uh, no, tiramisu is the strain that he's smoking this week. Tiramisu. An Italian it's like, dessert. It's an, it's that <laughs> Italian that. cake we, that's we, like we, we knew yeah, that. Yeah, we before. knew it's Italian. Um <laughs> we knew it was Italian no, before. It's that dessert that's like uh brown and white swirls, it's like creamy layers. and chocolatey and stuff. Uh, layers. Layers, it's got remember like, layers, when, like yeah. Shake, um well Isaac. Remember when uh Peter in Family Guy uh had to go to the Don to ask for a favor? to get Lois to, you know, call off the hit, and instead he wanted oh, the, the piece of tiramisu. Yeah, uh, that's what he wanted. 
Yeah. I knew he'd understand. That's the easiest way to get Isaac to re- yeah to get to get the reference. Yeah. It's gotta be um, a Family Guy. SpongeBob. So, yeah, Family Guy and or SpongeBob. Uh, but um, yeah, so so that's tiramisu is the strain that Curtis is smoking this week. So it's pretty fucking sweet. Um, I'm smoking skunk this week, which is uh, yeah, it's fantastic. It's much better than it sounds, but it's really good. Um, and yeah, so obviously we are talking, like we said earlier, about video game trends in the industry that we like, don't like, have opinions on. Right. So and Curtis, yeah, yeah. Yeah. First of all, we're not. Part, or not so much like the games itself or how the gameplay is acting out, just yeah. more or less how companies are using their power and influence to make different decisions in gaming that will change gaming in its yeah. course in general. Yeah. Now, in general, the first one that I want to talk about that definitely we were talking about this earlier in our group chat, essentially, the three yeah. of us. Yeah. Um Isaac had brought it up initially so isaac if you would like to go ahead and inform the people what it is that we were talking about so rainbow six siege oh not siege rainbow six extraction yes when it comes out the person which who is buys it, which is the newest tom clancy game that's coming yeah. out yeah okay. so when someone buys it they're going to be coming out with this thing called a buddy pass that you can give to any of your friends you can give it to more, you know, you can give it to someone, who, you know, whoever. Yeah. And and they can play with you during the, you know, they don't need to own the game. They can play with you. So, for instance, like uh, a way out. Someone bought a way out. Your friend could download the demo and play with you. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you could, you can invite your friend to play with you. And that invitation lasts 14 days. Which is should be enough time for someone to actually play the game and you know get to know whether they want to download it or give buy your it. opinion yeah. if they if you want to go buy it or whatnot. Which I think is a great idea. Absolutely. Overall. Yeah. Absolutely. Actually, I agree. Wolfenstein's Youngblood did this thing in their deluxe edition where if you pre-order the deluxe edition, you got a quote-unquote technically a buddy pass. You can give to your friend, and they will be able to download the demo game to join and play with you, even though I don't need to own to get the game. Huh. I didn't know Wolfenstein did that, actually. That's fantastic. Um, That's yeah, fantastic. It's a fantastic thing that they're coming out with, and yeah, I think two weeks is plenty of time to get a good enough handle on a game that's more than fair i think and i agree on that because it's like i know that we used to in a weekend of playing back in the day me and my buddies on you know games that we would rent we'd find out whether we wanted to buy it or not you know if you play it in a weekend you rent it for a weekend you play a game and you're like man i want to buy this game because i'm not done playing it and i think with rainbow six quarantine doing this it'll give a good opportunity for that to happen because right now the peer pressure model i don't like like, because I know that I love games, and I love the same games as my buds, but I hate the fact that my buds need to, like, convince me of when a game is good, instead of just being able to be like, hey, download it, try it, see if you like it. If you're like, no-go, then don't worry about it, and if you love it, then we'll keep playing it, right? And as it stands now, if I want to try Vanguard with Isaac, I need to buy it. Same here. You know, like, I missed yeah. out on the beta, unfortunately, so I didn't yeah, get well, that I didn't extra try the beta, experience. But... It's still, it's right. You, you know, won't know how the game actually works yeah. until it actually comes out. Exactly. But you at exactly. least have a somewhat baseline. Um, yeah. But regardless, yeah, I 
think that this is a fantastic thing that Rainbow Six is doing. Um, I think it was great, like you mentioned, when A Way Out and It Takes Two, I believe. Shank, you mentioned that they were yeah. the same company. I, I think the same company did yes, both, both of those, yeah. But yeah, if Actually, one person... Oh, yeah. hell yeah. So yeah, if one person bought that game, they could give it to another person to play completely for free as long as they downloaded the demo version. Exactly. Which stopped you from ha- forcing you to play online with a random person that you didn't know or forcing your friend to pay you know pay the mar- price and both of you get the game you play through it once and you're like oh okay yeah. um but i think that this is nice that they're going to do that give a two-week little period of you know do i like the game do i want to keep playing it it will make them more money for sure because you're exposing more people to the game for free and they're going to be like, you know, I like this game. I want to play more of it. Absolutely. I'm going to put money into it. Because I would be more inclined to try, like, if I played a game, because I like reviews and everything like that. I am a fan of reviews, but not to the extent that I in- implicitly trust them because until I've tried a game, I don't know, right? Because some people are like, this is the best game ever, and then I play it and I'm like, I do not enjoy this game. You know, That's like, why I... Yeah. Absolutely used to love those little demo machines at like uh Blockbuster or Game Crazy, uh, Walmart. The PlayStation Just magazine. Like, I don't know if you guys are like remember this era or not, the but the PlayStation disc. magazine demo discs. Oh yeah, I still got one. Them. Yeah, I, I played I lost all of mine throughout the years, but I have had so many because I my stepdad would always buy me the PlayStation magazines because I love them. And I would right. get the cheap magazines too, right? That came with the game cheats. And, uh, like, they always had a demo disc, and I played so many badass games that I ended up buying on these demo discs. Well, not buying, because you all have heard my shenanigans about having a chipped PlayStation that I could just download games, but... Because I'm a pirate. Ahoy, matey. Um, And so, so basically, um, yeah, like, but I love those demo discs, because it let me know what games I would and wouldn't enjoy. And my stepdad would be like, do you want this game? And I'd be like, no, I tried that on the demo disc, and I'm not a huge fan, so don't worry about it. And demos, they still come out with those every once in a while, but mainly they're for single-player games or games where you have to go a little bit further in before you unlock yeah. multiplayer or something like that. Yeah. So I personally believe that this Buddy Pass system should start becoming standard practice for multi- online multiplayer games going forward. Yeah. Just I mean, in general. We're going to be taking part in that because I, I love Tom Clancy in we know, games exactly. and I'm pre-ordering. We know Isaac's yeah. going to get it already, so we're going to be able to play with him for up to two weeks whenever we do got our time to do it. But we'll have two weeks to get some time, play some bit of it, and be like, you know what? Fair judgment. I'll be able to buy it, or I don't want to buy it. Exactly. And uh, and, and if, that's, yeah. And I really hope that other game companies start following suit. Obviously, Activision with Call of Duty, that would be huge. Fucking being able to play for two weeks before actually being like, you know what? Yeah, I want to sink sixty dollars and everything else into this game. Yeah, yeah, that would be multiplayer, multiplayer, zombies, and probably like the first mission of the campaign. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and I think that uh, like that's that's a good trend. Like that's enough time for a week. Like video games, video games allowing people allowing people to get a week for you, Isaac. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, but but video games letting people to get their friends involved in the game is a really generous way of like reaching out to let like letting people know that we know that gaming is a social hobby and that like our friends we want them to play with us whatever game we're playing and it'd be a lot easier to convince them to try games out if they didn't have to shell out money for it. Um, Correct. That they, you know, like because money's hard to come by. <laughs> now, 
Speaking of shelling out money and speaking of multiplayer online multiplayer while we're at it, specifically like FPSs, Call of Duty, Rainbow Six, mm. uh, Fortnite, stuff like that. What is your guys' opinions on battle passes versus microtransactions? Because we've seen a lot of variation over the years, but now it's kind of starting to get to the point where all the major games are getting to a battle pass system while having some microtransactions that just are cosmetic. Yeah. And pretty much any meat of the actual game you can get within a battle pass. Where do you guys sit on these? Yeah, I was like, you can go ahead really first. I know, it really I know depends my depends yeah. on the game for me. I mean, on Siege, I, I appreciate the battle pass because it's another way other than the two ways of earning alpha packs. Yeah. Because right. alpha packs are already a bitch enough to earn by your, themselves. You either, you either get, have to get a chance at a wheel if you win, that ups your percentage on getting an alpha pack next game you win or grind or, you have to, or grind the reon that you get and it's you don't get a, a lot of reon for either losing or winning a match you get like if you're playing a casual game you get like 300 tops yeah and took for an alpha almost, pack it's five thousand. Yeah, yeah it took me almost to three be. years to to fucking get enough renown to buy a fucking 50 pack yeah <laughs> took, that I was just a grind it, but it, it took me three weeks every day using boosters yeah insane yeah Yeah. and and i know like i've been like you know i've been getting alpha packs since i started playing the game i've never saved them up or anything like that but i've never and like it used to be 4500 when you could get the year pass and that was a little bit easier but then they got rid of the year pass in favor of the battle pass which i kind of don't like i liked being able to buy the year pass so that i would get all four seasons automatically and I would get all four new operators automatically, right? You it's know, still like, the same price at the end but of the it, day. It is. At the end of the day, it is. But I didn't like. I, I don't like having to grind for the extra stuff in the battle pass. I like, you know, like I do. I don't mind it sometimes because it is fun. I have completed a couple of battle passes now. But well, I mean, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day if yeah. you, you don't have exactly. to grind. You yeah. pay that $10, you yeah. automatically get the operator. The, yeah. the rest of the battle pass is just it's gravy. Yeah, it's gravy, yeah. And and the one the one thing that I feel the one opinion I have about any kind of microtransactions or battle passes or anything else is that as long as it isn't anything game changing or game breaking, if they're not putting anything in there that gives people an unfair advantage over players who don't do it or don't pay for it. If it's not like what sports games do, you know, like FIFA or or Star Wars Battlefront (laughs) Two. Not naming any names here. Yeah, no no names named. Except for Star Wars Battlefront Two. Yeah, and uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. But, uh, EA games. Elbowers, you know, EA games, please. Pay for it to be in the uh, game. But, uh, but, see, <laughs> but, uh, but, no, seriously. $10 to get to the main menu. Yeah, but, but seriously, though, like, I'm a big fan of when games offer cosmetic things and that kind of stuff so that if you love the game, for example, Siege, I love Siege. I have no problem Same. whatsoever and have no problem whatsoever. Like, paying for the Battle Pass or paying for, you know, like, that kind of thing. Because I know, for Elites, yeah, because I know that it goes towards the developer working on that game. They're taking that money and they're saying, okay, this goes towards, like, you know, the the money coming into the game right now is going towards working on the game and adding new things to it to keep the game alive. If I love a game, I'm willing to invest a little bit more money into it to keep it alive a little bit longer because I like playing it. But if it's, like... 
pay a, like pay a hundred dollars and get this mystery unicorn that magically allows you to target every single player on the map. I'm gonna be like, dude, what the fuck, man? No, no, that's not okay. The fact, yeah, <laughs> the fact that a weapon like that exists in the game makes me immediately be like, I'm not playing. I'm not it. playing it anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And when they're like, because somebody like, is gonna pay a yeah. hundred dollars to get that. And, and I like I like Call of Duty because at first I was kind of miffed because they were like. This new gun is in the game, but the only way to get it is through the battle pass. And I'm like, man, come the fuck or on. Or grind like, a whole bunch of this. <laughs> yeah, but then they're like, but then they're like, but also you can grind for it in the game if you really want to. And I'm like, okay, cool. As long as the option is there for me to grind, I don't like to grind in games. Everybody knows right. this, but when every it's, once in a while. Yeah, but every once in a while, I'm willing to, especially if it's something that I'm really interested in. And if I see a gun I'm not really interested in, I'm like, fine, I just won't grind for it. No but deal. I remember, but in uh, Modern Warfare specifically, when the Makarov pistol came out, you're like, dude, I kind of want that. Yeah, I was like, I want that. I like the Makarov. Yeah, it's and like, I got the uh, and I got the uh, what is it? Um, the shotties, the boom, 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 boom. What are they? The uh, the Marshals or whatever. Marshals, yeah, the Marshals. I fucking I grinded Cold to War. get those out too. Yeah, in Cold yeah, War. Yeah, in Cold War. Yeah, I grinded so, those yeah. out in Cold War, and I and that's the thing is, I'm willing to grind for something if it's something I really enjoy, and I like when games. Aren't like they put out when the, when COD puts out a new gun, they try to make that gun balanced with the other guns in the game, so it's not an unfair. This new gun claps and will kill everybody immediately. Unlike what right. the Asval when they put in that yeah. broken ammunition. When um, that one was first involved, yeah, yeah. you get but that, usually, you level it up pretty quick, and yeah. Boom. But they tried, yeah, but they tried to balance game. They try to balance the guns, right? So when they put a new one in, it it's not like it's not like the gun is going to give players a super unfair advantage. It's just a new gun, right? And it's like it's like just an addition to the game, you know, like and it's not they like gotta more work powerful. Out the kinks. It's not more powerful than any other gun in the game. Like especially if you know if a got per person with a bison comes up against a person with a new gun, no matter how good the new gun is, the bison's gonna win, right? If the person's good with it. And so right. it's like so they're balanced, and that in that, I don't mind. Now, if they were like, yeah, get the battle pass, the only way to unlock this ray gun weapon in multiplayer is through the battle pass, and there's no other way to unlock it in the game except this season's battle pass. Correct. I'd be like, I'd be like fuck you guys, no. Like, yeah, no. Like, no. Like, exactly, now, right? But uh, Black Ops 4? Oh, and I mean, the newer Call of Duties did it, but once the season was over, you were able to earn it, you know, yeah. by doing a challenge. Yeah, Except Black Ops 4. Black Ops 4, you got, you had to do the stupid Black Ops 3 garbage and buy a loot box or something like that. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. that's specifically why I'm... That's why I personally am preferring battle passes over those loot box transactions from Black Ops 3 and Black Ops 4. Black Ops 3, it was a little much, but it wasn't too much to handle. Yeah. Black Ops 4, it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I don't like uh, loot boxes. Uh, I am not a loot box fanatic. You can earn the loot I was boxes a... in fucking Black Ops 4, but the, odd, the odds of you it getting was... a, one of those guns was very slim. I think... Yeah, you had to buy when one... I played Black Ops 4, I think I only got like two of them. Black Ops 3, I got a bunch, but that's also because I paid a lot of money on that game. <laughs> that's a different story, but different yeah, story. for a while I did like loot boxes, but now I'm going away from that i don't like that i'm much mm -hmm. more of a fan of battle passes i know what i'm gonna get it makes it fun yep. for that little grind it makes me want to play the game more because yep. you know i paid into it yeah, a little a bit point. more yeah. extra and one of the other points that we forgot to mention is specifically games that are free mm. yep free to play so games. might as well pay so might as well pay for the battle pass specifically rogue company and in another example that might be controversial, but 
Fortnite. Fortnite. Right. Fortnite. They're free like, to play they, games. It's so you can play that game. I can play Fortnite right now if I want to. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I have put some money into Fortnite because I played the game a lot. I played the game a shit ton, and I feel like exactly. it's nice to support developers that put out games that I play a shit ton, right? Ooh. But now, but now that I don't play it, I probably would never buy V Bucks again, right? Correct. But I could still go play Fortnite now for years if I wanted to without giving them another penny. Exactly, but you already purchased but a like battle it, pass, which you got enough money's yeah. worth out of and, it. And if I did play for like another year and I really, really liked the game, but, I'd probably buy another battle pass. You gotta exactly. think about it. But, the battle pass is better because <laughs> look at all the skins you get, yeah. and then look how much they charge for one skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and exactly. the the XP boosts, the fucking in Rainbow Six Siege, you get alpha packs, like you said. You Isaac, get some of your you, know, like, you get some of your money back. Yeah. Uh, some points. battle passes. Some battle passes. When you get to a certain point, it's like, hey, if you get to this point, then we'll either pay for your next battle pass, or when you buy the next battle pass, we'll give you so many extra levels because yeah. you already progressed so far. Yeah. Um, but on top of all of this, you also have, uh, specifically like Rogue Company. That's a game that I really enjoy. I enjoy whenever we do get back into it. You know, mm-hmm. those little bets. So I have no problem shelling 10 bucks or so for the fucking battle pass, get a new character, get a couple skins or a couple new shits for a little bit. Play around. Yeah, Makes me interested in the game for a bit. Yeah, I have no a... problem supporting those developers. Oh, no. Exactly. Plus, plus 10 bucks is like, honestly, nothing. No, especially right. when that means I get... work and yeah. work for an hour and boom, you got your 10 bucks back. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. That means I can buy four seasons and that is a $40 game, which I think that game would be worth. Anything yeah. that I give extra is just extra money to the game. Just but... me saying, hey, devs, put in more new stuff that I can use. Exactly. Yeah, keep and adding then... to this game I love. Exactly. Go. Then I check back next season and sure shit, something's new. I buy that yeah. character and it's pretty fun. Yeah, and we're like balling, balling McQuillan, and I, I agree. I think that's great. Like, and I do think that is a good aspect of it because microtransactions for a while there were getting really predatory, and they were getting very like harmful to video game industry. They made a really bad taste in people's mouths whenever you heard about any kind of transaction in video games. People would be like, "Yeah, if microtransactions were physically hurting games, it would be sending them to the EA ER." Star Wars Battlefront 2 Star Wars Battlefront 2 basically uh, it's like it was damaging the industry and I think now that they've leaned more towards cosmetics like optional cosmetics and early access to guns and characters and stuff like that that other people will be able to unlock it will be available to other people it's just the people who pay for it get it first and with less effort, I think that's, that's how what it's life like works. in siege. Well, that's if how you, life works. If you, even with the year pass, if you, so say you got the year pass and operator yeah. comes out, people who have that year pass or the battle pass now, yeah, got the operator a week early yeah. before, and and once yeah. you got you know once the week, was but that's up, the way the real life works. Every <laughs> other player can get it. And they would have to pay like. I think it's like twenty five thousand rounds. Yeah, twenty five k rounds for a new op. Yeah, and, and that's okay because you can like, and, yeah, and that's that's okay because it means that if you want to, you can grind for it, which is fine. And like you know, and if you don't, then you can like you know just not, like you know, you don't need to worry about it. Like, uh, and I'll eventually probably get, I'll probably eventually get the new operators, but. Not, you know, I'm not in a rush to because we don't play Siege as often anymore, right? And I don't really want to put too much money into it. But, right. 
already have but, put way too much into it. Exactly, but but I do think that as long as <laughs> Isaac's like, I haven't put enough into it. Yeah, as long as as long as games aren't predatory and microtransactions aren't damaging towards the you know the customer base or to the industry in general then I'm cool with it. I think cosmetics exactly. are the best thing ever to happen to video games because if you want your character to look a certain way, other make than a default f- character, then make them look fucking yeah. crazy. Who you, pay some, you pay some fucking money and you can make your character look like since, whatever the fuck you want. Since we're on the topic of video game trends, as I think about it, there's a trend. Almost 80-70% of game developers do no matter indie triple a and it What's that? pisses me off because yeah. it's just a fucking repeat cycle yeah of of an easter egg from back to the future stephen king's it titanic you're not wrong those Every are single over referenced those references are so overused that you might as well put it on the corners and call it a fucking prostitute. <laughs> but no, I, okay. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like those, like because a lot of like a lot of people, it's it's like the meme thing. It's like certain things become popular in video game like developing circles, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna put an it Easter egg in my game. People will get that. It's Red popular. balloon in the sewer. <laughs> yeah, like it's popular, and and it's just like one of those things where it's, it's an annoying. easy, it's, it's an easy stupid. hit, right? It, like it's a really easy hit, and then you got you got games like Just Cause Four, that are like, you know, fuck your Easter eggs, and like literally had the Easter East, the Easteriest Easter eggs ever, right? It had like Dude, Take On Me, from just Aha, cause it had th- Get Over yeah, no, It, Just Cause Three. Was that Just yeah, Cause Three? Yeah, Just Cause Three. Yeah, had Take On Me from Aha. Had the friggin' like Get Over It and all kinds of shit yeah, like that, man. Like, it's if like... you go into a building, if you go through a door, it turns black and white, like it's color, like the color, like the, the music video for that song. And it starts She's... playing the song. Yeah. Yeah. It was, well, just Cause. Yeah, just cause, and they have a literally. There's a part where you go up to a pot with a pickaxe leaning against it, and you get into the pot, and it goes side scroller mode, and it's a literally a version of the game Get Over It built into Just Cause. That's fucking awesome. It's ridiculous. Um, it's amazing, and that's I, and that's I, like I, that's you know why like I enjoy those games, and I also enjoy the Hitman games because how many Easter eggs are in the Hitman games as well? So many. Now, granted, they do. No. They are guilty of the whole it. Easter egg. They are guilty of it, but, they're, they oh, but they've do got more. So much more. Yeah, they do more. That's yeah. why I'm a fan of. Well, the two that I'm a fan of. Um. Oh shit! You just reminded me of one of them. And then Isaac had to say Hitman, and then I lost my train of thought. Oh no! Oh no! 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 Okay, so you know what? I'll t- two different ones. Okay, right. Skyrim and Borderlands. Oh, yeah. yeah. Again, they're guilty of doing the cliche ones at the same time, but they also have other ones that are way fucking very better. Very unique and very right. hilarious, yeah. No, I agree. Fucking the Super Mario Tunnel in Borderlands 2. Yeah. Uh, fucking just Penn and Teller in Borderlands 3. Actually, fun fact. Uh, the, the uh, I was watching my other half play Animal Crossing the other day, 
And she had a Mario tube in her Animal Crossing world that brings her back to her house. Like, she can go yes. in it in her house, and it takes her outside, and, and it's like, and it's the Mario tube. It bloop, bloop, bloops when she goes through it and everything. And like, and she has a Fire Flower and a Mario Star in her house that when you touch it, it does the dun 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 dun, dun. Actually. I um, would be a lot more surprised if it wasn't for the fact that Animal Crossing is a Nintendo-exclusive game. So. I, I know, but, I, yeah, <laughs> Another... but still, it's just cool that it's in the game. Because it has nothing to do with Mario. That's in actual Animal Crossing. Is there's a Discord Easter egg? Oh, is there? Yeah, Discord confirmed it and said, you know, posted a picture of Animal Crossing. It's someone's PC set up in their house, and there's like a screen that has Discord. And Discord (laughs) posted that picture and said, "We did it, guys. We made it." Oh, that's awesome. and then they do, uh, I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to get the other half to uh, everybody's uh, invites to the server. I'm gonna have to get the other half to uh, the other half to uh, see if she can put up a PC setup on her island and see what happens. Discord, Discord up. up. Yeah, pretty see cool, if Discord actually. pops up. That'd be pretty. And then awesome. she can join our Discord at the Good Buds Podcast Discord. It's true. Check it's it down out. Link down there in the description. It's, yeah, it's true. It's there. Exactly. We might talk about oh. Animal Crossing there. No, we won't. No, we probably. Won't. <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, I agree. The overused Easter eggs are shitty and cheesy, but when a yeah. video, when a game does Easter eggs right, it's pretty awesome. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. It can be, it can make a game like elevated. Like I said, with Just Cause, like their Easter eggs elevate that game. You know, make it so much better. Like you know, for like me, it's, it's the same thing with the Borderlands series. Yeah. Fucking. Why well, like egg. some some really cheesy dumb games is because the easter eggs like goat simulator oh being able yes. to play flappy goat yeah flappy goat that's what i was trying to mention yeah minecraft, remembering. Goat the minecraft easter egg and goat oh simulator. my god yes minecraft one fucking the ninja turtles yeah oh, the, oh yeah i love that like i mean there's so much there's so much to that game and like it literally like and that's and it's a stupid game it's one of the dumbest games ever but just exploring and finding everything on the on the, in the game was just so fun Oh yeah. The first crew fun. game had a lot of Easter eggs, and you had to do a lot of them, a lot of challenges played... that would involve oh, yeah. the Easter eggs, like find Bigfoot, find a unicorn. It's just some like crazy dumb Easter eggs that were just pointless. Speaking of dumb, crazy, and pointless, that leads me on to my next point. <laughs> oh yeah, the point the shank wanted to get to for sure. <laughs> that means leads me on to my next yeah. point. Fucking 16-bit and 8-bit fucking video games being made in 2021 still, when we've had a bajillion of them made. <laughs> yes, the fucking boom of retro indie games. Now, don't get me wrong. I love There a are lot some good ones. I love a lot of them. Like, I got addicted to fucking Rogue Legacy. Um, Terraria. I, like, I played Terraria. Um, like I've been, I I've fallen in love with more than a few of these kind of games. Hell, I've gone back and re- replayed the old Castlevania games that were redone and like just done with better graphics. We played that one game, Ninety Nine Vetus, when it was free for PlayStation. Absolutely, and so it's like I don't mind like it, it, that style of game, but the market became absolutely fucking saturated with them. Uh, we ended up having. Like overly saturated hundreds of indie developers that I mean, just fell into that default style every once in a while like every blue moon i could see it but not like yeah every once in a while you got a binding of isaac or yeah. um, super meat boy or a fucking undertale every yeah. once in a while you got one of those but because of those popularities, everyone's like, "Well, we can make these games yeah. for cheap." And, and oh yeah, we. And can I ended up seeing. I and I ended up seeing. And I like to be fair. I'm not gonna lie. I have our RPG Maker on my computer, and I made a game myself. 
like not full game, it's, a, it's still a work in progress, but I made part of a game that looks like 90% of what was coming out at one point. It's like the same isometric top-down fucking map-based kind of yeah. like like mishmash of a JRPG with like or a Western, side scroller. Western side scroller style or something like and it's and it's like it, they all looked like they were made in like you know RPG Maker, but no, don't get me wrong. So, like it looked like a group of dedicated people worked hard on them and everything else, but they all looked the same and played the same. Don't uh, indie games are don't get me wrong. Not it's not all indie games because some indie games have like are very artsy and look great. Like, yeah, like I like the way Cuphead looks. Yeah, or Limbo, like, for example. I like the old style cartoon graphics they did with Cuphead. Oh yeah. Um, fucking, I like, yeah. When they have different styles like that, it's definitely adds a lot more. Or something like that, you know. Right, but those are unique games that have dynamic and depth. They're not eight bit, sixteen bit games mm. and shit like that. Exactly. So, but that's why like so many games were coming out that where they'd try to like place me- they'd try to they'd try to tweak mechanics that were made in 1980s video games. They'd take like a 1980s video game and they'd be like, "All right, so let's tweak these a little bit so that it's like a little more modern, but not too modern because we want people to buy it based on their nostalgia." You know? Right. And it's like, "Man, like video games should be based on like fun and gameplay, and we can do ridiculous things with graphics on potatoes." nowadays with things so it's like and unreal engine what i like now though is since unreal engine 5 came out the new one unreal engine a lot of independent developers realized how easy it is to develop a really good looking game in unreal with very little effort with a small team and so they're moving on to unreal they're moving back to unreal engine because for a few years there it was unreal engine was huge hit lots of games but then people petered off of that and now it's coming back with Unreal Five, and people are making these badass fucking like I remember games that you're like, what? I remember for example, Shanks one of, for example, one of Shanks' favorite games, Valheim. Yep, one of my favorite. <laughs> uh, yep, the, actually, that's Unity. Uh, that runs in Unity Engine. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, oddly oh. enough, Valheim runs in Unity, and uh, that's another thing too is Unity because of Unity. That's another thing that took people out of the 16-bit and 18, <laughs> like 8-bit and stuff mindset because you can make things that look decent unity makes things look good and it optimizes gameplay and stuff like that and optimizes game mechanics function well as well yeah and it's a very functional system so a lot of people started developing for unity and like my that's one of my favorite games of all time now is is valheim and it's made with unity and it runs fantastic but yeah with unreal unity is being a lot easier now for these companies to make not even photorealistic, but just, just relatively quality. real. What I would like to... Personally, what I would like to see now is if indie games are going to start coming out, I want them to start coming out with the nostalgia of what it was like 20 years ago when... Or 10 years ago when the trend started. Yeah. Which, when it started back then, it was 8-bit. Then it moved to, like, the 16-bit retro era. Now I want the pol- polyagonal <coughs> 64-bit era. Yeah. I want N64 looking polygonal games that still have That's, platforming, yeah. camera movement. Like you the know. pointy boob Lara Croft. Exactly. Make pointy boob Lara Croft uh, games. Make Ocarina of Time style games. Fucking see, what Ocarina I, what of I like Time is still doing, a fucking great game. What I like that they're doing though is that they're taking those games that we loved back then that looked like poly, polygonal and everything else. And like the, to us at the time, they looked incredible, yeah. right? But they're taking those they're, and they're remaking them to look 2021 
HD Unreal Engine graphics with the same gameplay. Like, you know, like the Spyro series, my fucking god. I don't, I'm not a huge Spyro fan. My other half is the biggest Spyro fan in the world. I love the game, but I never got huge into it. But looking at the side-by-side comparison, they're the same Fucking Unreal. Crash Bandicoot. And Crash Crash Bandicoot. I actually own the the Insane Trilogy. And Um, Nitro Nitro Team Racing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, all the... Well, those... Yeah, these games... I'm okay with them giving me the same game, just looking better. Exactly. I'm fine with that. I like the fucking fact that they did HD Remax for uh, Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. Okay. I hate that they're only for uh, DS. If they were yeah. for Switch, I would have already bought them by now. Um, you can but they... torrent those on your PC. I can show you how. I already know I can, but It's you called Dolphin. <laughs> I thought that only ran up to Wii U. No. no. Runs DS okay. games too. Son of a bitch! I'll be on U-Torrent later! (laughs) (laughs) You don't need U-Torrent for it at all. This episode is sponsored by NordVPN! (laughs) I'm just joking. You can download Dolphin and you can download the. You don't need to torrent the games at all. You can just download oh, the... Um... Okay, we don't need to talk about this yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, we can talk about so this anyway... later. Yeah, we can talk about this later. Okay, but, um, so Trends in... Vi- open up Windows Explorer? <laughs> okay, so Trends in Video Games. Stealing from the companies. Oh, yes. Yes. That's that's good. Uh, trends in Video Games. Okay, so now, I think... Now, industry stealing isn't a big thing now. Like, I think people, like, games... The modern games coming out, they don't seem to be ripping each other off. Because when I saw Sekiro... Shadows Die Twice coming out, and I saw Shadows of Shu- Shadows of Sushi Ghost coming out, or Ghost of Sushi Su- Sushi Mama. You mean uh, goddamn out. Mongolians? Yeah, yeah, the goddamn Mongolians came, um, and so I saw it coming out. I was like, man, these games are gonna be like almost identical. Like they're, but they they didn't steal any mechanics from each other. They're like completely unique. One's a soul type, and then the other yeah. one's. Uh... Free roam RPG like strange, amazing open world free roam sword fighting techniques game where you get to follow yeah. foxes around and makes make wicked poems. Yes, but <laughs> I ain't saying she's a gold digger, <laughs> but she ain't messing with. And it's Who and it's messing and, with. And we are all out of time here on the podcast. I do have one more bong pack right here. Yeah. <laughs> And I have a bomb back right here. Oh, we're out of time, Isaac. We're out of time, Isaac. We're out of time for Family Guy references. <laughs> I'm out of time for your shit. You want shenanigans? Well, I'm out of time too, and I have to take a shit. Well, I'm out of time, and I have had to pee since before the podcast. <laughs> I have shit now. So, yep. with all that being said. <laughs> Thank you both for listening. Yeah, thanks so much. We really appreciate you being here. This is an awesome conversation. Thanks for joining us for it. I would like to remind you to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you see this podcast or hear this podcast. We really appreciate you. And check out our YouTube channel. Links below. Just click them. Check them out. It helps us out. Exactly. All the shits. Whatevers. It is time. Let us, for the final time, blaze it. Tok tok shkabok. Tok tok shkabok. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm smoking that sweet, sweet tiramisu.
And I am smoking on that sloppy skunk. And we have been joined by Good Buds Isaac. This has been video game industry conversation. Fuck, I'm getting high again. Okay. <laughs> um, buds, we're going to roll one for the road, and we will see you next week on the Good Buds Podcast. Yes, later, buds.